This is Diana Cordy with Book Talk. My guest today is writer and musician James McBride, author of eight books. His newest title is The Heaven and Earth Grocery Store, a novel about small town secrets and the people who keep them. In this book, it's Jewish immigrants and African Americans living together in a Depression-era Pennsylvania town. Listeners might be familiar with some of his other works, including his National Book Award-winning title, The Good Lord Bird. He is Zooming with me today from Hilton Head, South Carolina. James, welcome to Book Talk. Yeehaw! I'm in South Carolina. What's happening as your book opens up? A hurricane happens this month when my book opens up. Some police officers show to talk. They show up to ask a, um, an old Jewish guy about a skeleton found in a well in the town of Pottstown, Pennsylvania. And a hurricane comes and washes all the evidence away. And then the book pushes back into how that skeleton got there in the first place. How far is the grocery store from the site where the skeleton is found? Not far, just a few blocks. A few blocks. A few blocks up Chicken Hill, yeah. Yeah. How historical is your novel? What, in terms of accuracy or in terms of, uh, I mean, it's it's accurate in the sense that there is a true Pottstown, Pennsylvania. There is a real chicken. There was a real Chicken Hill there. There were Jews, blacks, and other immigrants, Irish, Italians, Mm -hmm. Greeks, Mennonites, you know, who... Well, not Mennonites lived on Chicken Hill, but certainly other immigrants who couldn't afford to a better place. But a lot of the incidents and a lot of the actions in the book did not take place in Chicken Hill. Some of them did, but, you know. And there was a hurricane. There was a hurricane, yeah. And the the book really begins when Hurricane Agnes hit uh, four counties in Pennsylvania. It was a very destructive hurricane, something that people hadn't seen in many, many years. And uh, it was an offhand comment that someone made to me when I was researching the book that sort of kept Hurricane Agnes in my head. And that when the hurricane finished, the sunflowers, just amazingly large sunflowers appeared, which was, you know, I suppose you could say it was God's way of saying, you know, I'm still here now. I reminded you of some things and, you know, so now take this and, you know, and move on. Is that how it got started? Well, no, it really began many years ago when I was working at a camp for handicapped kids outside of Philadelphia. And the camp was run by a very, very wonderful guy named Cy Friend. And he was a very, he was an inspirational person in my life. I learned so much from him and from the kids. This, it was a camp for disabled, so-called disabled children. The experience of learning how disabled children deal with life and with each other was something that stayed with me for all my life. And I always wanted to write about the camp and about how Cy taught us, taught us, meaning the counselors at the camp, about the business of equality. But I could never find the right vehicle for, to, to tell the story. So uh, it just failed for many years. And then finally, you know, this, this character named Moshi appeared in my imagination. And then his wife came and then the rest rolled out. You're... The son of a black father who was a minister, 
and a white mother who was the daughter of a rabbi. How does that history influence this book? Greatly. I mean, because I've, you know, I've learned a lot about Jewish history and, and I know a lot from my own upbringing about Christian life and the Christian church. I was raised in the church. But it's also influenced my view of, of the world in that I really, I'm really, I, I wouldn't use the word tolerant. I really don't care what a person's religion is. That doesn't really, that tells me nothing about the person. How they, how they react in the world, what they do in the world is what's important. I mean, you can say God all you want. You can say him, him or her in 10 languages. I don't care. And you can say you're related to George Washington. Good for you. It doesn't matter. What are you doing now to help people? I'm not interested. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear it. You know, your great history, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter if you're not helping somebody. If you're not loving somebody, it doesn't matter how Christian or Jewish mm-hmm. or Muslim or Buddhist you claim to be. So I suppose that my background has informed me in that way because I've, you know, I, I've seen or experienced or feel the best and I suppose the worst from both sides of that. And they're pretty much the same. They're embodied by the people who, who do the best and worst of both of those sides of the world. You've said love, humor, and kindness are the meat and vegetables of a good story. Why is that? I mean, who wants to read a story about, like, you know, that says take your medicine? I mean, I'm not, I don't want to read a book that says, you know, you should be nice to people. I know that already. <laughs> but if it's got some jokes peppered in there, I think I could stand it, you know? I was telling this earlier, you know, a lot of my friends, not a lot of them, I have a good amount of friends who I don't agree with them politically at all. But they're so funny. You know, so you, you forgive a lot of them. I mean, you know, I mean, in the real world, you know, you just hope they and their cause loses. But anyone who can laugh and who's funny, that means that that means the window to their soul is not closed. And so Americans are, are very, very good people. They're very funny people. The protective shell that many of us use to get from point A to point B is really you're carrying a lot of extra weight for nothing. You know, you're toting a gun around for what? I mean, smoke a pack of cigarettes and token a gun. Well, throw the gun away and smoke the cigarettes. At least you could live another few days. I mean, the gun is just too dangerous. But, you know, and I don't mind if you smoke. You know, it don't bother me. I used to smoke, you know. I want a cigarette, right? I always want a cigarette. I can't, you know, I just, I don't feel like dying slow. But I, it's probably too late. Who knows? But, again, you don't want to carry around too much junk to make it through the day. Life is hard enough. So then don't carry it. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to make it simplistic. What it is is that community and someone to laugh with make life worth living. That's So I, when I read books and when I write books, I want my books to have that. It doesn't mean they're corny. I'm okay. You're okay. You know, I don't mean that. It's just that it's sort of like when you ride a plane these days, you're sitting next to a total stranger and you just hope that he or she isn't wearing their pajamas and traveling with a tire that they put in, you know, the overhead bin next to your, but if they are, you know, so what? I mean, it's all right. It's okay. It ain't going to kill you. You've written books, screenplays, musical compositions, numerous articles. 
Is there a first thing you always do when you start a writing project? Yeah, research. I researched deep. You know, I go to places. Pottstown was really in this, in Heaven and Earth grocery store. Pottstown was originally Pottsville. But Pottsville is in western Pennsylvania, way far in this, out near Pittsburgh, which is six hours from me. So I, I somehow stumbled onto Pottstown. I was doing something else, and I saw a, town, a sign that said Pottstown. I said, oh, well, let me check this out, because, you know, I'm working this Pottsville town. And I went and drove into Pottstown, and it was beautiful. It was perfect. It was a beautiful town. It was just like a lot of towns in Pennsylvania where, you know, the architecture was beautiful. And it's like going to, like, one of those old towns in Colorado or Kansas somewhere where, you know, Everybody left. Well, not now because all the yuppies are coming back. Not yuppies, sorry, the good people. Good people, they, they go to they have coffee and all that. But, I mean, you know, Pottstown looks like it used to look. It was a manufacturing center and all that. And I said, this is a great place to place this book. Um, I don't need to go to Pottsville. Pottstown is right there. So I went to, you know, and I Pottstown had a chicken hill. I went to the Historical Society, went to the library. And I met some wonderful people out there. I met a couple of farmers. That's where the research for this particular town started. But the research for this book started many years ago. Is there uh, anything we didn't cover here that you'd like to ask? I don't want to insult people. I want people to be you know, mindful that you know, books are important and that they're the real pathway to freedom. And I hope that no matter what the books are and no matter who writes them, no matter what their affiliation or religion or political side of the fence, books are important. They are the last line of reason and discourse in this country. All kinds of books. Well, thank you. My guest is James McBride, author of The Heaven and Earth Grocery Store, published by Riverhead Books. This is Diana Cordy with Book Talk. All right. Well, it's nice talking to you.